Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 389, recorded on August 25th, 2022. On tonight's episode, we talk about Sony wants more of your money, learn from Sakurai-san, and what we learn from Gamescom. Jesse, you know what to do. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here. You're listening to Nintendo Dads, and it's episode 389, August 25th, on the eve of the Splatoon Test Splat, or whatever they're calling it for Splatoon 3, where you're going to get to go play Splatoon 3 for 12 hours and see that it's just like Splatoon 2. Uh, On tonight's show, we're going to talk about lots of stuff, including Sony being stupid, Sakurai, Gamescom, and I'm going to have all of those conversations with my best friends from the internet, your best friends from the internet. Uh, they're here. The whole cast is here. Everyone is here. Justin Masson, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Doing doing great. Excited to uh, excited to jump in. I, I don't know if it was deliberate, the rhyme there, Tim. Uh, uh, Sakurai Sun and Gamescom kind of had a little bit of the way you said, a little bit of a rhyming uh, method there. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Thank no, you, I'm doing well. Thanks for thanks for asking. Thanks for being here. I'm excited to talk about Sony's stupidity. I have lots of opinions on that, as as you would suspect that I'm I would. I'm sure you do. Business Justin might bring business Justin might have been sending right out. out tweets this morning at six a.m. being like, "This is the dumbest thing someone's done." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's save it for the show. Speaking well, of saving it for the show, seven year employee of the month. Actually, by the way, guys, I just want to throw this out of here. Uh, we're episode 389, right? If we do a, if we do a average of 48 episodes a year, which, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty good. Pretty good record, right? Maybe four uh, or less episodes a year we don't make. That's eight years of Nintendo Dads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to up his pay. We're going to up the number. Uh, so, Jesse, whatever you're making right now, go on and double it. All right? Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, eight-year employee of the month or employee of the year, Jesse Waldack, how are you doing? Pretty good. I have. I should. I need to go back and find out when our when we started. I think it was October-ish. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we are getting close to that year anniversary. I think it was the uh, first inaugural episode. I think was the end of October because I had just come back from New York, um, where amiibos were just freshly revealed in the Nintendo New York oh, wow. store, and they are behind glass. Um, yeah. I, I should maybe post those photos soon again on, on our uh, Twitter page. I love it. I love it. Uh, also joining us on the show this evening, everyone's favorite uh, Discord manager uh, slash uh, tech support extraordinaire slash uh, hat wearing Tim Off. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> it's going pretty good. Always glad to be here and talk with you guys to end out the week the round out uh you know the week especially if it's been rough this this week especially has been is, this is the highlight of my week yes i'm looking forward to it gentlemen yeah so uh how about we just get right into it then without further ado let's do it let's go to the news and our news is brought to us each and every week by you guys over at patreon.com backslash nintendo dads where Uh, You can jump into the greatest community on the internet. Yeah, I said it. We're the greatest community on the internet. Uh, If you want to dispute it, uh, tweet us. I don't care. Come to our community and dispute it. (laughs) Yeah, come and join our community and then tell us it's not good. Because guess what? We'll probably win you over 
Uh, I mean, you're going to, you're going to get greeted uh, by, by tons of people. You're going to get in, you're going to get integrated into awesome conversations. Uh, you're going to see some deals. You're going to see some steals. You're going to see uh, other things like what people have been collecting monthly mayhem uh, is there along with the bounty board and all kinds of other stuff. It's just guys. Something for everybody. And there. there's something, right. There is something for everybody uh, at the Nintendo dads discord. You can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads uh, and join up at a dollar, $5, $10 or $30 a month. It gets you instant access to the discord. Uh, and then a whole schwack load of perks uh, that uh, just scale with those things. And uh, guys, we probably need to have a little conversation here. Some of the patrons uh, in the Discord, uh, some of the Nintendo Dad's family, uh, you know, uh, they've been uh, they've been kind of uh, rattling their sabers, saying, "Hey, uh, we might need another tier. Might need another a, a new tier." All right, so uh, just throwing that on your radar. Didn't know if you'd seen it. Uh, acknowledging it, we'll have a conversation about that, uh, and hopefully, it'll come uh, down the line here. So. Uh, before we dive into the news, guys, I've got to ask you an important question. It's a burning question on my mind. Here it is right now. Uh, and you cannot say, all right, this is this is a poll question. You cannot say all of them, and you cannot say you don't have an answer. So here it is. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, Justin's ready. Everybody else can just fall in line. Ready. All right. So here we go. Which is <laughs> cuter, a puppy, a kitten, or a baby hippopotamus? Puppy. Kitten. Tim has to think about it. A baby um, hippopotamus. Well, I guess I'm going to be the tiebreaker then because everybody said one, right? It's Everybody knows it's a baby hippopotamus. <laughs> yes. My gosh, guys. Have you seen them? I have. Apparently, I have enough. That's why that little girl wow. sang the song, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. That's right. The greatest Christmas song of all time. Anyway, yep. uh, I, I, I just had to ask because I don't no, know. I, I mean, hard hitting questions. Hard that's the next flat fest. I threw a poll up. That's the next look, look, like I got a poll going on my Twitter, <laughs> on my personal Twitter account right now. Uh, let's let's see where let's see who's winning because I and bet it, it's baby hippopotamus. And it needs to be a flat fest for sure. You know? uh, right like now, um, baby blasphemous hippo. kittens are winning at fifty percent. Baby hippopotamus <laughs> coming in at twelve. Percent and puppies at thirty eight percent. What is wrong with you people? Not, uh, not enough. Not enough people know uh, about the baby hippo. So, sounds right to me. Cats <laughs> are the devil. Uh, anyway, let's talk some news. Sony. That's what makes uh, today. Fun. I know this is I know, this is Nintendo news, but it, I think that we can uh, uh, really talk about this because, guys, let's be honest. We know that somewhere down the line. That Nintendo is going to have to raise prices uh, because are they? Everybody else are is. They? Okay. Well, <laughs> inflation being what it is, we'll see. Anyway, Sony announced today a price increase for the PlayStation Five. Ironically, not announcing that they're going to make more consoles to get on store shelves. This is two boneheaded announcements from Sony this week. The first being a brand new Pro controller version of the DualSense Five. Uh, at Gamescom, again, it's not consoles on shelves. And in Europe, Canada, Mexico, Asia, and Australia, a price increase will be coming uh, in the near future. Uh, per an article on IGN, we're not clear whether this, uh, whether or not this price increase will come back down again. 
But Sony's top priority is to improve the PS5 supply situation. I really don't know how this is going to do that. Uh, however, this follows a similar bump from Meta on its Quest 2 device up $100. Uh, and um, Microsoft even kind of weighing in here. They say we're constantly evaluating our business to offer fans great gaming options. Our Xbox Series S suggested retail price remains at $299 or $250 British pounds or 300 euros. <laughs> the Xbox Series X is $499, 450 pounds or 500 euros. No comment from Nintendo. Why did we expect one? Uh, Justin, you are uh, like literally have an expression of glee over here on this. Uh, let's let's on, go. I need to get my I've popcorn. Got hear, hold on. I need my popcorn. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> need my get your popcorn. Snack, get ready for business. In. Here he comes guys. Business this, Justin. I uh there's there's so many layers that I'm going to rip break us down. First I'll break it down at the Nintendo level. Nintendo will not uh increase their prices. That's not going to happen. Uh, if they do I'm going to jump in quick and say they kind of already did OLED 350. Yeah. uh, uh, Yes, there it is. Uh, So (laughs) my point here, because I don't think they're going to increase it more. No. So this is so Jesse. Great job. You pulled out point number one. Here's the reality. Things cost. Can I try another point that could possibly be? Sure. Why don't you try, Tim? It's been out since 2017 already. So they've. Why increase the price of something that's already been out since 2017? Let me tell you when you increase the price, you increase the price when there is a perceived additional value for the consumer. So you will increase the value or you increase the price when you do a generation cycle. If you're going to do it, that's when you do it. Or you do it when you have a pro, an upgrade, an OLED. That's when you bake that price change in instead of just walking out in the middle of the street, banging your drum and saying, we're increasing the price because money is tight and hard and everything costs more. And now so does our stuff. This is like one of the dumbest moves ever as an organization and a company. There's a, there's a reason you have a war chest, right? It is to survive some of the pressures around uh, having potentially economic changes, right? You have to weather this. And by the way, this, do you know what it smells like? Do you guys smell that? Welcome to the PS3 era of if you can't afford our, our console, you should get a second job to afford our console. This is, this is a level of ignorance and stupidity by, the, by Sony. I'm, yes, things cost more. You are already a high price console that people can't get in an economic time where inflation continues, money is hard, you've come off of a pandemic, you think people want to spend more money on your console? You're an idiot. So you need to bake in value. Now, here's what they could have done, right? I'm Sony, hey, hey, how are you? You know, it's, it's you know, hey, look at me. Look, hey, it's been a rough day, hasn't it? Oh, it's been a rough day for you, all right? I feel bad for your PR firm. I feel bad for your social media people because they've been getting destroyed all day. Let me let me give you a couple quick tips for what you could have done to avoid this, all right? Here you go. Hey, you don't, you don't have a new- not raising the bes- Yeah, yeah. Option one, don't do it. You, you, you've decided to already do it, so we'll, we'll move forward. How about, how about you bundle something into it and you give perceived value. So let's say something that doesn't cost you money, 
right? That doesn't actually cost a lot more. So what if you actually say, if you buy now, when you buy a PlayStation, we're including for an extra $50, two years of our PS plus, right? You can do that. If you can, if you can add in a bundle or additional value, or by the way, you get a free game of your, of your choice by, you know, add it, you know, We'll increase the value by $50, but you get two free games on our digital eShop. All right. You need to create perceived value. You need to you so you can make these changes, but you need to provide value to your customers to understand why they're going to do that. To come in the street, bang the drum and say, things cost more. So we need more money. So we're going to increase our stuff. Woe is us. Whoa, is us is completely ignorant. I want to interject here and I want to say this that the strategy for Sony does not need to be anything other than put consoles on shelves. That is, if, if it is, we are halting all sales until we can stockpile some to send to stores. That's what has to happen, guys. I'm looking for the holiday. I cannot yep. even find a PlayStation 5 uh, on a retail site to remember what the original price is because all of them are being sold by Pro Electronics Distributing, fulfilled by Walmart, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. The fact of the matter is this, is that a price increase at this point is only going to do one thing, which is increase aftermarket prices as well. Yep which is going right. to make them even harder to get. Yeah, this is, I mean, if you I've were said gonna, it for, if you, I have said it for a while now that, and, and look, you could, you could cite sales numbers, you can do whatever, and I get it. It happened during a pandemic. I know somebody's going to come at me and they're going to say that, but here's the bottom line. Can we now say that this launch of a console, PS5, has been one of the most bungled launches in history. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. One of the most inept launches yeah. in history. Guys, I can go to Walmart in any town I want to in East Jabumble, West Tennessee, where I live, right? And there's Xbox Series S's sitting. You can yeah. get one. If you yeah. want to go next gen with Xbox right now, you can do it. For $299. And that, and that, Martin, I'm glad you brought that up. And that is why I, I am sure this morning, Phil Spencer got up, he opens up Twitter, you know, scrolls through and finds this, puts the phone down or, or like, you know, quickly picks the phone, dials this marketing. Before or after laughing? Oh, oh, yeah. He laughed, had a good laugh. He, he, he probably just said, we just want, right? He just called and was like, you're going to get asked if we're increasing the price. And the answer is no. And as a matter of fact, we're going to position ourselves why we continue to be the best gaming or the best value yeah. in gaming. And why, if you want to play next gen console, you want to play next gen games, you've got them here. And by the See, way, Game Pass has that. And by the way, we're going to continue to sell Xbox Series S's at an alarming rate. Why? Because he understands players, he understands what they need, and he understands the market. You cannot, in a recession and infl- or, or, or an area of, res- of inflation, say you're going to increase your prices. No, that is not what you're going to do. So the Xbox team did exactly what they had to do. You just don't need to step on the rake in your yard. Just say they're all staying the exact same way they are. 
and you've won, right? Like this is, this is so easy for Xbox right now. And you are going to continue to see Xbox series S's go, go off shelves. You're going to see more sales there. Uh, yes. When, Here, yeah, here's when, the crazy thing. I want to throw this out here. This comes, this move for a higher price comes uh, amidst Sony. Uh, this was reported in May of this year uh, that Sony, uh, Gaming and network services business earnings tripled in the quarter, the last quarter, to 55.6 billion yen. Here, here's where I think it's happening. You want if, if, this is just, and maybe I've not seen this take on it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. Um, it's like Apple. Apple says we can charge this much for an iPhone because it's an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if it's worth that. It's it's an iPhone, and so people will buy it, right? But at least they don't uh, change the price mid cycle. They don't. They don't. And 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 let me say this about the price change too. Before I go on the next thing, is that uh, I was just reading up on this, and this was on the PlayStation blog that these price increases are immediate mm-hmm. in every region uh, named except for Japan. Mm-hmm. They are immediate. Japan gets until September 15th uh, when, it, when it goes up. So, yep. but here's the thing. Sony, I think, is taking the angle here of this is a PS5. The, you, know what, you know what a PS5 is. Yeah. So you'll pay it. You'll yeah, pay but it I, I, th- for I think two that years, goes back this to hubris. Been the, it's been the thing to get, right? It's the status symbol of owning a PS5 at this point. Not, not anymore, maybe. Well, but, but but I mean, like so using using your Apple analogy, though, Marty, when Apple has their event in early September and they're going to show you the price of the iPhone, it's going to be more probably than what the last one is. Yeah, and we can I'm, we can I'm all go we can that. we can all go. Yeah, OK, sure. Because I'm getting a newer camera. I'm getting all these like it like you under you can you can you can, can perceive it. I can pay it over two years. I don't yeah, have to you can perceivably you can perceivably understand the value. Oh, it's a new chip processor. There's a new camera. You can get all those things. But like the box that was sitting on the shelf in GameStop yesterday is the same box that's sitting in the GameStop tomorrow. Yeah. Nothing has changed except you just put more zeros behind it or, yeah. or more dollars on it. That is the issue, so, right? And first, so when I first heard about this, my first thought was maybe they're doing some rebalancing because of currency differences, similar to what sure. Nintendo did last year in Europe. So mm-hmm. I crunched some numbers and no, uh, the, these are coming out with the exception of Japan. These are coming out to about $550 systems in us dollars. Uh, Japan yeah. it, it's because the yen is so bad right now is actually with the price increase actually is like 450. So yeah. <laughs> uh, someone asked a question, will they lower the price? No, no, they won't. They'll lower the price when the PS6 comes out and they want to then that's when they'll lower the price. They will not do not expect Sony in a year from now being like, hey, you know how we increased it by 50 bucks? Now we're going to we're going to lower that again because 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 the world economics are great. That's not going to happen. All right. If they've set it at that price, if if they're buying at the price. Yeah, exactly. If they do a redesign, maybe, but do not expect them all of a sudden to lower price on that one. Because if they do the redesign, they might be able to then say, okay, we did the redesign. We 
got newer components or different components that are more affordable. So now we can charge back to the normal amount yeah. or something or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, but uh, also like you'd only lower the price if your console's in trouble, like GameCube lowered their price down to $99 for a while, but the Wii was two fifty until really late. Until yeah. the the Wii the crap Wii Mini, which was I think ninety nine dollars. Yeah, Nintendo. The, the Wii U never had a price drop. The Switch never had a price drop. Yeah, Nintendo very rarely does a price drop for their systems. Um, they very rarely price themselves completely ignorantly. I think the only example I ever saw that was their, was the three DS when they were like, "Ooh, we did bad here," and then they knew yeah. that they. So there was there was a lot like there is a threshold and a line that you believe value you have. There's a value you believe is worth it. And I think that they recognize they stepped over that line. So they had to do the ambassador program. They recalibrated, right? Um, but it's very rare that they that they they go that way. I think I think Sony is just they're the hubris on them right now is just like, oh, well, we're just going to keep doing this. Now, here the reality is: here's the the, the harsh reality is this: doesn't matter what the price is, people are going to buy it. People are going to buy it if it's on the shelf. They're going to buy it, right? If, so if two years. Of of this pandemic has taught us anything. It's that yeah. people are going to buy it. Uh, it's if if being a Nintendo podcast, yeah, it's taught us anything. People yeah. are going to buy it. People are going to buy it. Yeah, it's, yeah. This isn't going to stop anyone, but it might. You know, it, it's it's not going to stop anyone. But I think that when money becomes tighter, right? When you have to make d- changes in economic decisions, when when little Jimmy and Sally want a, a PlayStation for Christmas. And mom and dad going to GameStop and was like, well, hold on a second. I could get you a, I could each get you your own, you know, Xbox and they do, they play the games too. And it's, it's more costly. We can afford that. Right. Tony's edge is in that is IP. Right. I mean, let's be honest. Microsoft has Halo. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft has a couple other lesser uh, IP than Halo, but you still waiting for an Xbox's IP. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you go over to you go over to Sony, and they have Spider Man. They've got Wolverine coming. They've got uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. They've got uh, the Last of Us, uh, Uncharted, yeah, you know, God of War. They have they have the games that most people are looking for. And it's funny to me that uh, this this price increase comes right before God of War Ragnarok hits. Isn't that interesting? Yep. You know, this could have, I mean, honestly, you've got what, four months left in the year, five months left in the year, or whatever. Why could this price increase not be like effective January 1, 2023? This brings yeah. up uh, possibly, we already gave the answer to this, but let me ask it from Solo something. He asks, Do you think council price hikes are understandable, or do you think it's evil empire corporations using canned reasons to justify better profit margins? I think they're un- I think they're reasonable and understandable when there is a value to the client to the customer. I use the OLED as an example. I got a better switch or a better speaker. Let's just use that. It was a fifty dollars increase. I got a better screen. I got a better speaker. I got a better stand. Yep. Or and I got more yeah. memory. Is there? Do I do more, I believe more there's memory a- and and white joy cons? Yeah. Do I believe there's a fifty? Can I? Do I believe those things equal a fifty dollars value? Yes, I do. Can does that then justify it? Yes, it does. If the box sitting on the shelf yesterday is the same box as tomorrow, nothing's changed, right? So, 
And it's yeah. fifty to hundred dollars more. Fifty to hundred dollars more. Like like in Canada, I I don't know what the conversion is in Canada. I think it's higher. Like that's a game. That's a game. Right. So hey, by the way, congratulations. You got you got your console. Do you want to play a game? I can't afford a game. Cool. <laughs> right. So I don't know. In like Canada, I said, this- the Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive one will be six hundred and fifty dollars. Up from six hundred and thirty. How much was it before? Six hundred and thirty. So it's gone up 20, 40, uh, six thirty to six fifty. So it's 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, I mean, it's not like they're asking for like your, your firstborn's right arm or anything, but still guys, um, people are pinched. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're, you're selling as many of them as you can, Look, here's, here's the reality. Here's the reality of the situation, right? So you, Think about this. If Xbox and Nintendo raise their prices right now, you go to your store. What do you see? Xbox and Nintendo are sitting on the shelves, right? Yeah. It's not a total sellout. Sony is selling every single one of these they make. It's mm-hmm. like from the factory to somebody's hands right now. So there, it's a guaranteed sale. So to me, this is kind of like, hey, let's make some extra ching, ching, bling, bling, right? Yeah. Let's, let's do it while we can. So we're all leaning towards the evil empire. I'm, I'm, oh, side. yes. Corporate. <laughs> what do you say, Justin? What is it you say all the time? Corporations, Corporations are not your friend. Your friend. We, can, can we get a shirt? Can we please do that? I think that's a great idea. Corporations, Corporations are not your friend. Your Business friend Justin, Justin. Justin in a suit with a little pencil yeah. pointing. Yeah. We've, got, we've got that one from Justin in a suit. Yeah. Holding with, a with a hat. Yeah. With yeah. Justin wearing a hat. Yeah, Let's, business Justin. I like it. I like it. Let's can we can we hit that? Can that hit down. our store our our shelf tomorrow? Our merch shop tomorrow? There, Tim. We can do that one, right? That we we own those rights. Those are fine. We're not going to get that pulled, right? Hey, yeah. I'll just make a shirt template in Canva. How about that? There you go. Uh, we'll throw it out there. All right. Let's uh, let's move on. And talk about something else. Maybe a little more cheerful. Gamescom uh, is going on as we speak, and Open Night Live was this week. By the way, I want to sneak in a little thing here. That uh, Evil Uno and Colt Cabana from AEW Wrestling showed off the first preview of the AEW Fight Forever game. Showed the first Ooh. match over there, uh, nice. pre-open doors. Uh, you can go find that on AEW Games Twitch account. It looks the models fantastic. didn't clip all over the place. Guess what? If you are a fan of the old N64 No Mercy uh, Res- WrestleMania 2000 style games, uh, N- uh, uh, WCW NWO. Uh, back in the day, you are going to like what you see there. It's fantastic. Uh, but anyway, um, we are going to talk about our thoughts about uh, Gamescom, and I want to lead with this question, all right? Uh, actually, two questions from 16-Bit Nomad. The first one he asked is this. Uh, after watching Gamescom and Summer Game Fest, the amount of space-slash-horror-slash-zombie games announced was surprising especially the horror-based ones. Don't get me wrong. I love space and zombies. <clears throat> Waiting on a proper Colony Wars reboot. <laughs> but it seems like that is all game companies seem to be focusing on right now. And while I enjoyed games such as Dead Space back in the day, the horror genre has become a little too gory for my taste. Maybe I'm just getting old. Which leads to my first question. Why such a focus on zombie slash horror slash space? Where are the action slash adventure games that I can share with my children 
His they're second question. They're on Nintendo systems. That, that is correct. Uh, there's the answer. Uh, no, we'll come back. Uh, his second question was, and many of these were announced for next-gen consoles slash PC only. Not much announced for the Switch, which leads to question number two. Are we getting closer to the Super Switch announcement? Uh, let's let's answer his first question. Uh, zombie space horror. Uh, why is there so much zombie? <laughs> why are there so many zombies in space? Yeah, I think the zombie. I think the zombie question is kind of is kind of easy, right? So, really, if you think about game cycle or, or game development cycle, can be three to four years, right? Give or take the game, depending on the cycle and, and, and the size of it. So, let's say three to four, right? And I think you go backwards and you say, like, what was what was trendy back in these th- back three to four years four ago? Years ago, zombies, Walking Dead, all of those things, right? So, people, someone's like, people you know still what we watch do. the Walking Dead back then, yeah, right. And so, and so, I think when you think of development cycles of a game, you kind of have to like kind of look at a go look back a couple of years and say like what was popular at that time because that's what's coming out now so everyone is like let's ride high on the zombie train because zombies are making bank everything everything is zombie everything you know it's that seems to be where the we're gonna we're gonna ride the coattails of the walking dead or whatever it is so therefore it's going to come out and then someone says but the zombie like um, survival forest, you know, Southern United States, uh, you know, day 20 resident evil, that kind of thing. Those are, those are all done. Like we, we gotta be better than that. We gotta do something different. What do you think we should do? You know what we should do? What if we put zombies in space and everyone's like, Whoa, didn't we do, wasn't there a game like this a long time ago? I think it was called dead space. Did dead space do well? Dead space did well. Oh my gosh. No one's doing that. We should go back and do that again. And collectively, it. three or four companies around the world had the same idea at the same time, and they all incubated at the same yeah. time and came to fruition. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Gamescom. <laughs> That's a, what has happened. You're there, welcome. There's an asterisk to your story. Dead Space was good until EA got their hands on it. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Isn't that how that normally works? Uh, exactly. Uh, here's here's the deal, that was guys. the A, right? Uh, I I, I want to say that I totally 100 agree with Justin's assessment there. Uh, all you have to do is look back and know that some of these ideas have been brewing for years, right? But I would also uh, look at the massive, massive success of the Resident Evil two and three remakes, uh, as well as Resident Evil seven, uh, Resident Evil eight. Uh, which is the, what's out right now, right? Um, those have been multi-million sellers for Capcom. So what is, what's in those games? Zombies. What's in those games? Horror. Uh, so uh, I think that there is a obsession in our culture today with being spooked, if that's uh, one of the uh, words that I could use for that. I think that th- it's, it's more of like a – I think um, as movies – have moved away from that, uh, you know, in a lot of ways. Uh, the 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 idea that you can control it and have it in your home uh, and have it be personal uh, has become uh, huge. Uh, interactive horror or interactive spooking, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, but I think that's also with the advent of the personal screen as well. Uh, so, uh as for games you can play with your kids, that's one of my critiques of next gen so much is that it seems like more and more and more big budget, large scale, largely promoted games are games that I would not want my kids to play or not want to play with my kids. 
And that's a that's a problem. I, I don't think that that is a uh, uh, um, I think that's an industry problem. All right. I'm not going to say it's a Nintendo issue or an Xbox issue or whatever. That is an industry problem when all of the big franchises are about ripping people's heads off, shoving rockets up people's buttholes or all kinds of stuff like that. You know, like that's we have an issue there. Well, when, I when, agree with because, you, but uh, but on think putting on my the the business hat because I have one of those too. You know, if if the median age of gamers is in the thirty to thirty five range, so we are up in the greater than fifty percentile. That means your children up to eighteen is in the fifteen to twenty percentile at most. So those companies are looking at more the middle range <laughs> the the 35 to 65 percentile and that's their target audience yeah they don't care about the children they just i mean i i get that the targeting I, I, where I, the players are i understand that but what i'm saying is is that whether or not that's a monetarily fueled decision or not i think it's an issue i think it's a problem and this is because... where we go back to the discussion of having multiple councils too because you for what we've seen, you can't have everything on one council. You can't have everything you want on one council. As much as you want to, as much as you try or argue that Nintendo needs to have everything or Sony or Xbox, it's not going to happen. So that's why you have the Nintendo council for the majority of your family-friendly games with maybe a few in there for, you know, when the kids go to bed, you can play. Or you do your family-friendly stuff on the Nintendo, and then when the kids go to bed, you break out the Sony or the Xbox to play those games that you wouldn't play in front of your kids or something like that. So, Yeah. Interestingly enough, um, I'll talk about this maybe a little bit later when we talk about what we've been playing, all right, or we can talk about it here. Uh, the fact that, you know, the whole kids go to bed, you can break out your Switch, da, 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 or you broke out the other console. Uh, it's for that very reason I ended up deleting Cult of the Lamb this week because mm-hmm. I did not get to my son before he played it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was going to say something to you about this and tell you, you don't need to be playing this right now. And, I, and you know, he was like, yeah, I had a little bit of, it was a little weird. And I was like, uh, yeah. And, and, and man, just confirm to me that like that's probably not a, a game that we right. have in our house. Yeah, uh, that is nothing. And listen, I want to say this: that is nothing against anybody who likes the game, and that's nothing against the pe- the people who made the game. It's it's a fantastic game, but it's not and, right for us. And you know, and you have some of these parents who are surprised that oh, how can a game that so looks so cute be this? in incompatible with my family and i'm like animation has been doing this for 20 30 plus years you know you know happy tree friends can i say that (laughs) so and you know most of anime throughout its lifetime Mm -hmm. so yeah just because it's cute doesn't mean it's kid friendly right what i say about me also when you watch this show yeah, just because I'm so, cute uh, doesn't mean I'm kid friendly. Let's uh, let's <laughs> ask uh, this. Circle back around here to 16 bit nomad. Second question: um, Not a lot of Switch announcements at Gamescom. Let's just be honest. A lot of uh, most of them 
or indies. So, uh, well, what we found, what we found is that the only time we're going to get anything that we want to hear from Nintendo is when Nintendo does its own announcements. When Nintendo tweets. Mm -hmm. So we shouldn't expect too much unless it's from a third party on what Nintendo will have. So do we think that there, we're getting close to a uh, super switch? No, I, I don't. I don't think Nintendo's lack of of presence or communication here is an indicator of anything other than Nintendo beats at their own drum. Do you know what I mean? Like they'll they'll it, Nintendo yeah, the does what party, Nintendo wants to do. The third parties are more interested in putting out games for the PS5 and Xbox Series as opposed to the Switch. And we cannot forget the impact COVID had on the development of games. We were told we were going to see this impact and we thought we'd see it during COVID, but then people were saying, no, you're going to see it after the pandemic slows down and people start going back to work and all that kind of stuff because of the adjustments that were made and the pauses during development. I think that's what we're seeing. Mm. I think, I think it's interesting. Hey, it's Chad B says in the chat, the treehouse, that's what we got. You know, you're very right. Like the treehouse that they said, this is this is how we're going to communicate. This is what we're going to do. And they did exactly that. I, I, I you know, I, I'm sure Nintendo had a, a presence there, like a booth where you can play some of their upcoming games. I would assume. Oh, they did, like, yeah. They had the booth at Gamescom. Yeah, like they did. Like they did. They've done that They'll before. They'll be at PAX as well. Yeah. They, they announced today that. Uh, their their focus at PAX is going to be Splatoon three. The booth is going to be themed around that. Yeah, no no shocker there, right? So, I like Venom NYC's a suggestion of you know build a PC, <laughs> do a PC, have a PC be your second console essentially. Well, especially I have with a lot of games, especially with a lot of games coming to PC. Uh, or I mean, I, my other console. suggestion for you would be Stadia. There you go, Stadia. Yes, it, basically, it's, I mean because. Even through the PC, you can play those cloud services. I'm going to go one. Be- I'm going to go one better. Don't build a PC. Just get a Steam Deck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because it connects to a TV. Yeah, take your six hundred and fifty dollars that you would probably would have spent on the PlayStation and put it in your order for a uh, Steam. Deck. And, I, and I am the last person to add. <laughs> and then wait nine months. Uh, PC and wait. I'm you're going to wait anyway. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, I mean, wait, wait for at PS5. Least, or at wait least you're guaranteed PC. one. Not to put your money down. That's right, right. Uh, so that's our that's our take on the game awards. Not a huge uh, deal. Uh, or not game awards. Gamescom. Can we announce what was? Or can we talk about what was announced? Yeah, yeah, we will um, actually talk about some of the things later on that were announced for the Switch. Oh, okay, in sorry. the games game release section. But gotcha. I just wanted to know if there was anything announced too that you guys noted or from gamescom was there anything announced that you guys are looking forward to i i have a few that i'm looking forward to uh you know honestly i didn't keep up with with what was coming out on other systems it's been kind of a, a hectic week uh what do you, what do you, yeah. so what do you got yeah. there uh timmy uh i had it playing in the background while i was working and stuff so i got to catch a few of the things that they were um announcing and the four games that i have are uh Lies of P, which is the Pinocchio game, the steampunk mm. Pinocchio game, which looks freaking awesome. <laughs> it just looks freaky. It does look freaky. It's I guess some people are saying it's like a Souls Pinocchio game. 
That's <laughs> so, yeah, because that's what we needed. A Souls Pinocchio like, game. That'll be interesting. Um, then the uh the last case of Benedict Fox. It's a Metroidvania Ooh. game that's coming out for the Xbox, I believe, or will be coming out there as well, I should say. Uh, Phantom Hellcat, which is a hack and slash game. You know, I love me some hack and slash games. And then one that's actually coming to Nintendo that will be on our list uh, later. I'll talk about. So, I actually have two. I actually have two for for Nintendo that are that are coming out. So, what what, what were you saying, Jesse? I'm sorry. The Hambone Johnny says high on life. Yes, high. Uh, those were the four new ones that I I that popped into mind but high on life they had an awesome uh play a gameplay video of that and just makes me want the game even more for sure high on is life. that I, is that from um rick and morty rick and morty yes. guys yeah okay yep it was i think freaking the, the hilarious gun, the gun's voice is Mo- morty's voice right i think it's just yeah. I, yeah, I, like I still haven't seen an episode of rick and morty and i need to what the Rick and Morty offense is fantastic. All right, Marty, you said you got a couple? Uh, well, we'll talk about them later. In the oh, game there are okay. Absolutely. <laughs> so right. uh, that kind of closes the book on Gamescom. Kind of a, you know, I, most of the energy that I saw around Gamescom online among gaming uh, enthusiasts and journalists both was not really about games, but it was really about, oh, my gosh, we're back. We're, we're live and I have a live event. People are in the building. It's sold out. People are going to be here. It's going to be awesome. Uh, one person was talking about how when they started seeing the footage and everything, they were getting kind of emotional, uh, just like seeing that happen again. Uh, and I, I agree. Like I, cool. I like it's. I'm glad that that is able to happen, even if uh, the announcements didn't seem to be uh, anything that I might really care for. Couple, couple things in the chat here that were mentioned a couple times. Uh, Kojima's podcast was mentioned, and the uh, Pokemon car was mentioned um oh yeah the pokemon lines. car yeah that's right the airman pokemon car yeah uh the mini airman uh, yeah, I think it was. a it's pokemon a, concert concept car you can hook a game console up to and it's an electric car so it, it was, has a built-in projector that's yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool yeah i don't love pokemon that much. i mean like if you want to make a car themed after something guys transformers let's go Right. Uh, anyway, it's it's it sells itself. Uh, speaking of games, the Game Awards uh, have been set. You know, Game Awards are uh, gaming's longest uh, commercial where we give out a few awards. Uh, scheduled for December the eighth, uh, twenty twenty two, with uh, probably four hundred billion first look world premiere, world uh, premiere, and probably more disappointment from Nintendo fans because we always build ourselves up and think. Uh, it's going to be really big. And then it's either yeah. Cranky Kong or uh, Bayonetta 3, and it doesn't come out for three more or five, four more years. Uh, it's always anyway, a montage. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys, I am not sitting through that live stream this year. Not. Y'all oh, no, we, we already said that last this past year that yeah, we would just, we'll do highlights. We'll talk about it. Yeah, after. We'll talk about it it is, the gaming award show is on a Thursday, so we may be doing our show we'll, towards yeah, we'll the, the end of it. Or Please after it's done. Sure. But yeah. Sure. Uh, also, just some other little news uh, roundup items here. Um, Masahiro Sakurai has created a brand new YouTube channel uh, after stopping his daily Smash screenshot updates 
Uh, this YouTube channel is about game development concepts, and uh, it also has uh, it, it garnered over 250,000 subscribers in less than 24 hours. Um, I want to highlight uh, something that Kit Ellis said about this, that uh, he, he basically tweeted, it's really cool to see game developers talking about making games again, especially Nintendo developers, because uh, it seems like so few Nintendo developers talk about their games anymore as they're in development. Uh, it just kind of feels like maybe they don't enjoy doing it. <laughs> Uh, well, Sakurai, Sakurai is, isn't uh, isn't technically Nintendo, is he? Because he no. he yeah, so he's, he's doing this under yeah. his own banner. Well, he does have to get permission to talk about certain Nintendo things. He said, but I, that's uh, that's one of those. It's Sora Company is that? that let's Sor, let Nintendo Sor, go Sor, in by Sor, that. It's Sora Limited. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Whatever's called, but buy it. There, there you go. Just you know, go and buy it. I don't uh, know if he'd want to sell. Uh, he, yeah, they, he would be afraid they'd just make him make Smash until forever. Uh, Nintendo Dreamhouse uh, happened today. Uh, this is Thursday, as you're hearing this recording. Uh, this morning, took a deep dive into Splatoon 3 single-player mode, uh, as well as overview of stages and strategies for the Splatfest world premiere, which is happening this weekend, and the world premiere of live gameplay for Square Enix's Harvest Stella, which is a Nintendo Switch exclusive. I didn't get to watch this. I have not. I have not gotten to watch it. Uh, did anybody? Yeah, I had it on in the background while I was working, uh, and it was quite distracting actually because it was a lot of okay. good content in it. Any uh, anything stick out about the Splatoon three single player mode? Um, what I liked about what they were, sh- what actually stuck out to me was the ability. I don't know if this is. good. I think they said this would be something you can do. It's part of one of the. I forget what they called it. They had a name for it, but you can actually go and scout out the board, which they were doing in the um, deep dive. They were scouting out okay. the boards uh, and stuff like that. They they did show off a little bit of that single player uh, at the beginning. And what I liked about that was that, again, it is basically just a uh, get you used to, you, you know, the game and the mechanics and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and one of the, one of the things that they did was a uh, rail shooter uh, exercise mm. where you, you were basically kind of um, you were riding the rail and shooting um, objects. And in order to keep paint coming so that you could ride that rail, you had to make sure you cleared those objects out after you shot them. And if you missed and hopped over to the next rail and you didn't, get enough of those objects you fell in the water and you had to start all over again so that was that one that level looked pretty tough <laughs> and that but i think that was later on too he skipped a few levels and replayed wow. that one so uh but they did show off some of the newer weapons in there too and the uh in the area and this might have been part of the over oh no i think it was part of the overview and stages strategy section but they did show the the arena area where you can test out your weapons and test out how to use them and all that kind of stuff, which was also cool, pretty cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was just trying to, as you were speaking, like trying to uh, look over some, some stuff maybe from yeah. Reddit or some other things there's, there's a surprising lack of recap or, or reaction like lists, right. Uh, or, or articles uh, out for this. And so 
Uh, it's really hard to find any information unless you just go watch the video. Uh, For me, it was, so, I thought it was pretty fun to have, you know, and, there probably was lacking information for people who are hungry for the Splatoon three stuff. At this uh, and, point, they're just going to let people find it out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but they, I, I like that they did some gameplay in the single player mode, showing off what you're doing and how, how you learn how to use the mechanics and stuff. And I then uh, get into the, the demo today, uh, you know, yeah, just to here. do the tutorial and get it ready yeah. uh, for this weekend. And I will say this, I, thought that um the 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 hub like the cityscape like i'm i was critical of that i was like oh it's a cityscape again uh that uh they did a great job of making it more uh open and yes. more explorable uh yeah there's I, some nooks and like, crannies in there for sure yeah there and it kind of makes me wonder if they're gonna like do some things with that and, you know, once the game launches, I would love for them to. Um, yeah. It kind of yeah. reminded me, if, if I know you've played this, I think, Tim, Stray. It kind of yes. reminded me of the city in Stray that yeah. you get to early in the game, you know. The slums, yeah. Uh, yeah, the slums. It reminded me that it's, it's kind of like dirty looking and uh, all yep. kinds of stuff. I don't know. I mean. It, 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 it's pretty built city, very well. City-esque. Yes. Uh, I, I thought it was really good. Uh, I also I thought that the way that they did the tutorial at the beginning was was really neat. Yeah, that and was uh, cool. it looks like you're gonna have, for some reason you're gonna have a salmonid uh, little buddy with you. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I thought that you, was you get cool to customize too. him too. They they show that off during the single player that you can use uh, your pet essentially to distract enemies, like so that it. you can hit them from you know. From the other side, essentially. I like it. I like it. That sounds good. And then the Harvestella um, playthrough that they did was it was uh I think very helpful. It didn't help me make a choice in in pre-ordering it because I still think a demo would help me more make that decision, which there isn't one yet. Um this but I say yet because it doesn't look like it's for me. It looks like Xenoblade and uh, Harvest Moon had a baby, and yeah, yeah I'm probably good, not, good call there. I'm not into that. <laughs> it looks baby. interesting. I, I'll say that because I mean, it, it's one way to put it is the way you did it, or like an Animal Crossing crossed with, uh, you know, with because you're building, well, I guess maybe not Animal Crossing, but probably what you said is probably the best. But I, I kind of also crossed it with Final Fantasy because of the way it looked, so yeah. But yeah. It does. It does look like Final Fantasy. Yeah. yeah I mean, for we sure. were all ta- we were all chatting about it during the har- during the Harvestel gameplay one in uh, in our Discord, in uh, in our game events uh, channel, and uh, lots of varying views on it, which was a great discussion. You know, a lot of people are into it, uh, especially uh, Nintendo, who's uh, obviously Nick from our Game Pass News uh, podcast. Um. And uh, he's he's into those type of games. And so he's he's looking forward to it, but is a little leery on it as well. So we all think it would be great if they did a demo. (laughs) So. I mean, I might play a demo, honestly, like I I might try that and and see if it's something for me. But yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. If you're if you're not in the farming type stuff, then it's probably not for you because there's a lot of that. 
you you farm, you got to sell what you make or grow, and then you earn money so that you can then in turn do uh, buy things for yourself, I guess. Um, and then also you you go out into dungeons and and caves and all that kind of stuff and forest and what have you to kill monsters and you get seeds from those monsters and that's what you put in the ground and grow <laughs> seeds that you got from monsters. Well, yep. Still doesn't sound like it's free. Uh, but I'm sure there's some people out there who are going to like deep dive this and great. Good for you. Yeah, uh, let's talk a few game release updates and round out our news. Uh, there's a couple of games here I wanted to mention that got mentioned uh, at Gamescom that are coming to Switch. First is Return to Monkey Island. Uh, yes. This one's out on September 19th. They showed some new footage from this. And Hambo Johnny asked, are any of the dads planning to play Return to Monkey Island? The trailer during Gamescom was great and definitely helped uh, keep my hype train chugging along releasing on International Talk Like a Pirate Day. I mean, come on, how perfect is that? Are you mateys? I'm in. Uh, yes, I I'm am in. going to play Return to Monkey Island. I can't wait for this. Yes. N- no, 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 Justin. <laughs> okay, Jesse, yeah. I, I, you, you... I have never played a Monkey Island game. So. Really? No, but you played, you played lots I haven't of either, but I want to play games, So... Jesse feels like a guy who would have played Return to Monkey Island. Like he's got Monkey Island vibe all up in him. Yeah, there, there are some point and click games I like. I there are some that I haven't tried. I haven't played okay. the originals either. I, I'm, look, I'm looking forward just, to playing this one. Can Can I tell you? I, I'm I'm the type of person that uh, there was enough controversy about the art style of this game. It just made me want to play it even more. I ignored right. it. I, I ignored the, the whole controversy. Se- it's not Zelda. It's Zelda. Some of you guys have not been in the Nintendo community long enough to remember that, uh, that when Wind Waker got shown off after, you know, we got mm-hmm. the like realistic uh, Zelda tech demo for the GameCube. Yeah. And then Wind Waker came out and they're like, it's not Zelda. It's Zelda. Like, shut up and play. It's the best Zelda game ever made. Anyway, uh, this is another game that I was I really, really, really like this game. Uh it's and I like I'm glad you put this in here because now I know how to pronounce it. Dorfromantic uh is releasing on September 29th on Nintendo Switch. It is a strategic, relaxing city builder. Yes. Yes. All the boxes are checked. I'm in there for that. I'm in it. I'm in it. Remind <laughs> it kind of remind me of. Uh, the Islanders, you know, that, that came out not long ago, the indie on the Switch where you built the little island and built it up as far as it could go before you ran out of space. I yeah. love that game. Love it. Um, also shown off uh, with some new footage at Gamescom, Sonic Frontiers, uh, as well as a trailer that dropped this week uh, that, mis- that accidentally re- leaked its release date and then Sega had to confirm uh, November 8th. And guys, I'm going to say something here. Um, say it. I think that this could be Sonic's revival. I really do. The more I see of this game, the better it looks. And I really think that Sega is in a place where uh, they know they this is make or break, right? Um, Sonic has enjoyed a wave of uh, popularity 
thanks to the Sonic movies uh, being halfway decent video game movies and being uh, just good movies, fun family movies in and of themselves. Um, Sonic Origins was not bad. I mean, it wasn't good either, but it wasn't bad. So they've had that. There's a brand new Sonic game. Um, and I really doubted the open world thing, but like they're making it work. I, I'm excited. It looks, cool. it looks cool. I'm excited for it too. And and here's here's the thing that here's the thing they've got a nail, right? Is combat can't suck. And and being an open world too, it can't be as we've seen, uh people will call it out. It can't be sparse. I think this is a case. Um I would like to believe this is a case where they're deliberately not showing you everything. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yep. Right. And now I'll put it this way too, is like, obviously there's Sonic's been going down uh, with gate, with the games in most cases. I mean, just Sonic, Sonic games have sucked for a long time. Yeah. And I think that's because of the generation that grew up that grew up with Sonic really loved those games and just as it went up it eventually had to come down and nothing could meet those where everybody wanted it however yeah you have a new generation of kids like my kids like my sam by the way sammy says hi everybody (laughs) so what's up sammy uh he loves sonic games and was into like the wii sonic game which are colors i think it was or those on the wii or on the ds the DS and Wii and Wii U Sega, uh, Sonic games were some of the ones he loved and a lot of people didn't like. He loved those, and that's why he loved the movie when it came out, and he was all about it. And it was great to see his reaction to that. And then when, when Frontiers was announced and the way it looked, he was just, he was very excited about that because it was like Sonic Breath of the Wild for him, you know? So he's really looking forward to it. So him and like others like him in that generation who grew up with the newer Sonics that we didn't like because they weren't the 2d ones they were the 3d ones i think those are the that's generation that's really trying to click with sonic Sonic adventure was great the very first one this they just made subpar 3d games for a long time yeah it wasn't that the 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 material was bad it was just the games themselves were terrible right so a great 3d sonic game well we expected a lot more too well this a good 3D Sonic game has to do two things. It has to deal with the issue of speed. It also has to deal with the issue of level design. Yeah. Uh, and so both of those things have to click for it to be good. Uh, I and really the like Sonic whole franchise's over reliance on secondary and tertiary characters <laughs> needs to go away. Like I just want I want just give me Sonic and Tails and Knuckles and Metal Sonic. That's it. I don't need any more. I don't need Big the Cat and Poop the Dog and all kinds of other things. Like, I don't need any of those people. Uh, I I just need Sonic. All right? Amy can get out, too. I don't care. Uh, it's like you're a pink hedgehog with a giant hammer. Why? I don't care. You never explained anything about this character. Uh, but anyway, uh, Sonic Frontiers, November 8th. Not playing this on Switch, by the way. It's going on my PS5. Uh, but I'm getting it. A Day one. I'm going to I'm excited about it. Uh, a little to the left was also announced uh, PC and Mac on November 8th. Consoles, including Switch, are to be released later. I'm not familiar with this game. Uh, what What is a little to the left? This is announced during an Indie Direct, uh, which is like a, a, 
an organized game where you kind of, you know, you have like a row of candles and you put them in the right order, but then every, every once in a while, like a cat paw might swoop in and oh, just destroy yeah, your right. work. Oh, that <laughs> would, that yes. would. I remember no, that one no, from the showcase. I can, I can do it. Uh, that's that's the the one game we've that we've talked about so far tonight that I'm interested in. And gotcha. I, I yeah, no, like when you, I'm with you until you get to the whole the cat messes everything up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how frustrating that's going to be. Cats are terrible. Uh, also announced at Gamescom, uh, uh, unless they're announced, they're beautiful. Well, they're winning right now. Uh, I'm going. To I'm glad them. my cats can't hear you, uh, Marty. They'd be disappointed. Well, well, I'm disappointed in your cats for existing. My cats are uh, jerks just because they're like that escalated quickly. Wow. Uh, remind me to tell you sometime how I've been replaced with a cat at my parents' house. Uh, anyway, it might come from that. Uh, moving out to uh, will be released in 2023. That was announced this week. Uh, the original was a fun couch co-op, uh, kind of a unique thing. Like, it's, I, I really love the concept of we got to get this couch out of this house and throw it in the back of the truck, no matter if it fits or not. You know, it's, right. as long as it as long as it dings, it's okay. And then uh, also new tales from the Borderlands, and this one is coming to Switch mm-hmm. uh, October twenty twenty two. I believe this was revealed this week by a yes. Nintendo tweet. It was revealed at Gamescom. It was revealed at Gamescom. Yeah. Yeah. Gamescom and Nintendo followed up with on their Twitter. Yes. uh, And you can right now pre-order it. And there's a, you can pre-order it separately, but there's also a bundle. If you don't have the original tales from the borderland um, available as well. So if that's something that you are interested in, you can get the bundle. Okay. So there you go. Well guys, that is our news for this week. Let's take a quick little ad break from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show is brought to you, well, by Manscaped. Big thanks to Manscaped for their continued support of Nintendo Dads. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we talk so much about Manscaped, and and it's getting close to, uh, hey, well, you know, it's getting ready to be school season really soon. Maybe you're stocking up. You're getting ready to go back to college, university. You're heading to a new place. You're maybe wanting to start fresh and new. I encourage you to head over to manscaped.com. Use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping because they have some amazing products for you to get a hold of. Maybe it is the crop preserver, some nice ball deodorant because it is hot. Maybe it's the underarm deodorant that's fantastic. It's the two-in-one hair wash, the two in, uh, the body wash. These are all fantastic products. And Hey, it's getting to be winter soon. It's coming up, believe it or not. You got some uh, chap lips. They've got some amazing chapstick there for you as well. So they've got these amazing products, but of course you want to look your best and feel your best. And so sometimes that involves a little bit of manscaping and self-care. So don't forget to use the lawnmower 4.0 for that nice knit guard protection uh, uh, product so that you can take care of whatever kind of body hair you might have. Now I'm going to say this, maybe you're uh Maybe you're 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 using the same trimmer that you currently use on your face downstairs, ladies and gentlemen. That is gross. Get a proper trimmer, and uh, Manscaped has you covered by using the Lawnmower 4.0 that is specifically and specially designed to ensure that you avoid those nicks and snags in areas you don't want to have nicks or snags in. So make sure you have one uh, for your properness downstairs, and of course. To get 20% off, head over to uh, manscaped.com and enter the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. Big thanks to Manscaped 
for continuing their support throughout 2022 as one of our sponsors. The other one as well, ladies and gentlemen, Mans- uh, not Manscaped, just talking about Manscaped, Gooder. Uh, if you're watching the live stream right now, I've got some fantastic Gooder glasses. These are the blue light blockers. Um, I have been wearing these for the last two weeks. And uh, every time I get on Zoom calls, everyone's like, man, I love your glasses. Those are fantastic. I was like, I know they're fantastic. They're from Gooder. And let me tell you why I love them. Two reasons. One, I have significantly less eye strain at the end of my day. I sit in front of three monitors all day. My eyes are in front of screens all day. I've had significantly less eye strain and significantly less headaches as well when I'm using my blue light blockers, which are fantastic. Now, have I also grown a tail? Maybe. I don't know. Are those things related? Potentially. I can't. I've talked to Gooder. I've sent them an email about it. They said we can't confirm or deny they're related, but congratulations on a tail and you look good with a tail. And I say, of course I do. Uh, also, if you're interested, I am uh, campaigning to be a gooder model. Uh, I'm an unofficial model currently. You can see me on my Twitter page uh, sporting some fantastic gooder looks like the crush in it, orange crush. And these are fantastically bright orange crush with some blue lenses. I love them. Now, here's the thing. I've talked about these BFGs, these are bigger frame glasses. I've got them because I got a fat head. Right. Marty's got a fat head. He knows what's going on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, maybe you'll be, maybe you're like, hey, I don't have a fat head. I'm not I'm not like you guys. Well, good news because Gooder just announced their new brand, LFG, Little Effin' Gooders. And that's for people who actually have a little bit of a smaller head or maybe you're looking to pick up sunglasses for your kids. These are going to be fantastic sizes as well. I love Gooder products. We all are using Gooder products here, sunglasses, um the blue light blockers, We've talked about them before. They are fantastic, fantastic product um, and for a great reasonable price as well. You're not breaking the bank when you go and buy good sunglasses. They're affordable, they're um, durable, and they look awesome. And they have amazing styles and they have this great app. If you, if you jump in there and you take a look at the Gooder, uh, you can actually be virtually, virtually try on the glasses before you even buy them. They have that function. They have that option. Make sure you try that out and get the glasses that you want and look best in. And of course, you can use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, at checkout for Gooder for uh, 15% off and free shipping for orders over $50. Big thanks to Gooder for their continual support. And hey, if you order a pair of Gooders, I want to see you put them on and send us a photo. Tag us, tag Gooder. Let's uh, let's see those amazing looking glasses throughout our community. Uh, back to you guys. Before we move on to the next section, I wanted to say that uh, New Tales of the Borderlands has the release date of October 21st. So uh, I checked on the eShop page and it did have the specific date. That's the same day as Persona 5, so you know which game I'm playing. Butternog says the Handsome Jack Borderlands Collection 2 is only $10 on the eShop right now. And Marty, you're muted. So I am. <laughs> uh, all I said was I'll be getting Persona 5 uh, as well. So, uh, well, guys, let's move on. Let's talk about some events, shall we? Do it. All right. So coming up this weekend, Splatoon 3 Splatfest World Premiere uh, is free to download, and you can play on August 27th starting at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, and running to 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, One-on-one turf battles will happen for the first six hours 
And then after that, it will shift to 4v2v2 tricolor turf war battles uh, to round out the uh, last six hours. The teams you can choose from are rock, paper, and scissors. You can download this uh, demo, uh, if that's what you want to call it, or test fire right now. And you can go ahead and join up with your team as well as pick your loadout. I was really surprised there's several clothing options uh, and weapon options already unlocked for this demo. Uh, so you can go and, and see those in there as well. Also, the dinner table is coming up the fir- third Friday of the month. Uh, this will be, uh, you can join in if you are a Patreon subscriber or Twitch subscriber. You can join in Friday, September 16th at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, this is where our community gets together to chat uh, and just basically hang out. Uh, it's like sitting around the dinner table with your good friends. All right. You never know what uh, topic's going to be brought. You never know uh, what people are going to say. Uh, and we do not record this because we do not uh, want to ruin the environment of uh, being able to freely share and talk about things that are going on uh, with people uh, and sharing. So uh, you have to be a patron, but we definitely want you there if you're a patron, uh, September 16th, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Also, it is not too early to start thinking about Extra Life, which is going to be uh, the weekend of November 5th. And uh, big news here is if we recruit seven new team members sometime in the next 30 days, the team will start with $100 USD and each team member will get $10 USD to start. Uh, So you will get a start to your fundraising uh, already. And guys, let me tell you this, there is no uh, amount that is too small or too large to fundraise with Nintendo Dads. Uh, we uh, have been pretty aggressive about uh, Extra Life the last few years, and hopefully this year we've got some big surprises coming up for that. Uh, and so uh, just Kate, you, here's how you join uh, the team. You go to our webpage, nintendodads.org, And then the upper right-hand corner of the page, you can click on the Extra Life link there, or you can go to extra-life.org and search for Nintendo Dads, all one word. And the team name is Nintendo Dads 2022. Uh, And you just click join and you can be part of that. Again, if you just want to help by joining in, uh, you know, some people, like I know it's supposed to be about streaming. You don't have to stream. You You could just get some folks to send some money or, or you could uh, say, Hey, uh, I'm going to try to raise $50 and uh, or a hundred dollars. And if I do, I'll eat this one chip challenge and do a video of it. Uh, if you do things like that, we'll feature you on our YouTube channel. Uh, we'll feature you during extra life, but whatever you have a you party do, at your house, have people over and yeah. you have a, you know, one of the, one of the co-op. things I've, I've wanted to do with extra life is they've been uh, for the last few years, breaking into the board gaming space uh, you know, uh, with with tabletop extra life, you can have people come over. It would be a really cool thing to say, hey, like we're going to have 10 people over. Uh, we're going to charge everybody $10 each to come. That's going to cover your snacks and stuff, but maybe have people bring stuff. I'll teach you how to play some games during that time. And boom, you've raised 100 bucks. Right. So uh, you can do you can do whatever. Uh, we would love to have you on our extra life team. Those are our events. It's now time for Justin's favorite segment, Jesse's Poke Minute. Pika, 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 you. I hate you all. 
<laughs> Upcoming Community Day dates for Pokemon Go. It'll be Sunday, September 18th, Saturday, October 15th, Saturday, November 5th is a Community Day Classic. So, <laughs> right during the, in the middle of Extra Life. So, we'll see what happens with that. And then Saturday, November 12th, additional events will take place on these two days in September, Saturday the 3rd and Sunday the 11th. More information on those will be available later. The Pokemon Go Fest 2022 finale event is this Saturday, the 27th, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. local time. Trainers who purchased the event ticket for the June Pokemon Go Fest event will have access to this event at no extra charge. Trainers who did not purchase a, an event ticket in June can purchase one for, for th this event for $10.99. Once an event ticket has been purchased, additional event tickets can be gifted up to three times to friends at $4.99 each. Event details for everybody, whether you have an event ticket or not, there'll be special research Ultra Incursion Faramosa will be available. Taking snapshots of your Pokemon will, will reward you with surprise encounters. Habitats will change every two hours. It'll change the Pokemon that appear in the wild and which Ultra Beast will appear in raids. From 10 to noon is Faramosa. From noon to 2 is Buzzwall. From 2 to 4 is uh, Zerkatry. And from 4 to 6 is Nileko, plus the previous three as well. If you are a ticket holder, you'll get up to nine free raid passes by spinning photo discs at gyms. An extra 5,000 XP is earned when you complete an in-person raid. Incenses will last for two hours, three times XP for spinning photo discs at Pokestops and gyms. Egg incubators will be twice as efficient. Previously caught Shaman can have its form changed from land form to sky form. The following unknown will be in will appear in all habitats. B, G, N, O, P, S, and X, with N and X being able to be shiny for the first time. Pokemon attracted to incense will change with each habitat. And the, there'll be three additional exclusive special researches available after completing Ultra Incursion Faramosa. Each new special research will unlock with the new habitat and must be completed before the habitat changes in order to receive the next special research. Complete them to earn Skyform Shaman, in-game items, and exclusive avatar items. All right. That about wraps set up, which and was I, a lot of Pokemon this yeah. month. Yeah. And uh, I, this plan, I plan on doing a live stream but since this is also the same day as the Splatoon, I'll be streaming it on my channel with having the Nintendo Dads co-stream it. And then if when if you all start streaming uh, Splatoon, then you'll just take over the feed, or they'll continue on my own on my own stream. Gotcha. Uh, our intention is to be uh, streaming Splatoon, by the way. So I saw someone in the chat ask if we're going to be playing. So that is that is the intention. I think Marty and myself and Maybe Tim, but I think just Marty and I are going to try. I think too, you said you're busy, so we're going to try and connect for. Yeah, it depends a, on what get, time get you guys hour. are doing it. So. Yeah, get an hour and a bit in, and you can catch us uh, on on Twitch and on YouTube for that stream as well. I'm sure lots of people will be uh, streaming that day for that. By the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. But we're the uh, only ones you want to come see. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, don't ignore all those other people. Yes. I mean, why? Why would you watch them? Uh, speaking of watching, let's talk about what we've been playing. Do it.
me. How about we start with you, Justin? Sure. Uh, so what have I been playing? So I have been continuing my playthrough of Cult of the Lamb. Uh, I'm still very much enjoying that. Um, I, here's what I am going to say about it. I struggle because I am finding more. And I don't know, Marty, did you find a lot of um, um, glitches in the game? Like bugs, like I did, soft, soft crashes? But I did hear that there is a... Uh, there's been a, a patch that's been put out to address some of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got the patch and yet I'm still having some and there's okay. nothing worse than like when you go through like a good run or you're at the boss and you're like doing awesome. Right. And then all of a sudden it like soft locks. You're like, oh, you're kidding me to make things worse. Uh, PlayStation four and five players. There's a bug where you cannot manually save. The really? The autosave Oof. works, but you can't manually save in the middle. Oof, that sucks. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I, I had a case where I was, where I was in a really good run, kind of had the right loadouts uh, and I ended up dying. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just sacrifice one of my, one of my followers. And I go to sacrifice and they just like stood there and just stared at me. And I'm like, oh, now we're stuck. So that's, that sucks. I've had a couple of cases of that or where the game shuts itself down. So still enjoying it. But those instances are like, uh, you know, so like, it's that, okay, maybe I'll put it down for two weeks, wait for a couple patches to run through and then come back to it. The other game I have been playing though is Cursed to Golf. Um, and uh, we have a video up on our YouTube channel right now that you can watch. This is a fun game. Now, I will also say very, very openly, and the developer is very open about it as well, uh, that this is a game that is also riddled with bug bugs. Uh, they have put a patch towards Nintendo to start doing some, some uh, making some updates to it. But I will also tell you that I have not found many of the bugs that are any of the bugs in this one at all. But this is a. It's procedurally generated. Every single course is different. Um, and you have to get to the hole or get, get a, you know, get your ball in that's golfing um, in the cup by a certain amount of strokes. But during the game, you have cards that you can play that have special abilities. And so you can go into a match. It's like, oh, this, this, um, sh this, if I play this card, when I shoot the ball, when it's shooting across an area, if I hit B, the ball instantly stops and just drops. Like there's no nothing on it. And that can be really strategic because there's other spots in the courses that you have to hit like a gold statue and get five extra strokes essentially. Right. So it's kind of a little bit of risk management of like, do I want to try and get the extra strokes or do I want to try and get the hole? And there's obstacles that you have to avoid, right? Like sand traps and water. Um, and, uh, and then there's kind of like these challenge areas. So you'll have your regular courses and then you'll go to the kind of like, I'd say a bit of a challenge area and they'll have like kind of additional conditions. So like in this time in the, it was in, um, you have three more strokes and then you have to do two strokes, but you can only shoot to the left. And then you'll have to do that like two times <laughs> and then that'll, that'll complete and you're back to normal. And then it's like now for your next shot, it's upside down and the entire screen flips upside down. Um, it's a very cool game. I love the design of it. Um, this is another game that's kind of already got its hooks in me. Um, and it, so I, I, each, each area is, sorry, you have runs, right? So sort of, sort of like a, it's sort of like a roguelite with card game elements um it's very very cool and very fun some great writing i love the art style this is such a on the go sitting playing something right you're watching television 
easy to play, easy to have a go at it. Um, I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's very cool. Uh, so I would highly recommend it. Uh, and I actually think like Marty and Tim, I think these are definitely like games that you, this, you guys should check this out. Cause I think this is, you guys would really enjoy this game. Okay. And so it's a little bit of a puzzler at times too. Cause it's like, how do you get there? Which, which club do you use? Go ahead, Jesse. Does that, that mean that I would not appreciate the game? I don't know if you'd like it as much. I, I was thinking about this. I was like, it definitely, like I, I know Marty's tastes a little bit more. I think this is very much a Marty game. <laughs> um, I think there's elements of it. You might like Jesse. I'm just not. I know. I still remember golf, there. the wasteland and that game pissed me off. Yeah. And that's, and that was the thing. I was like, I know you don't necessarily love golf games. So this is this isn't like a you have to be brilliant at golf like you have a driver an iron and a wedge okay those are pretty pretty stock things right and and, and so the other part of it i i kind of love is is there is a little bit of like a tip and a nod to kind of what you're doing you can go into this it's the tea shop and you can change you can buy additional cards you can also change your costume and um when you go in there there's one that says plumber and it's a red shirt and it's blue overalls. And I was like, <laughs> I love it. And then the one right below it says brother. And I'm like, all right, what's brother? And it is blue overalls and a green shirt. And nice. I was like, love it. So there's some little, little fun things that, so that's curse to golf. I'd recommend it. It's really, really a lot of fun. It's, 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 I'm between that and um, cult of lamb. Like, you know, they are great indie games. They're just kind of keeping my, keeping me going. So that's it. All right. Tim, we'll throw it over to you. All right. Uh, I've been playing more questy chess on my play date. Uh, that, that just keeps my mind going. It's a great puzzle game. Um, more Madden on my PS five. So good, good way to just jump into a football game. I haven't started a season yet. I've just been goofing around with, you know, doing a quick game. Uh, more RPG time, The Legend of Right on my Switch. Uh, again, you, I've talked about this a lot. Plus, there's a video up on our channel for it. Uh, it's a very enduring game. I would encourage everybody to go check it out and at least put it on your wish list. Um, and then this weekend, I'm hoping to this week, I really haven't had much time to play very much. But this weekend, I'm hoping to find some time to play uh, Islets or Islet, Islets. Uh, Marty, I think you've been playing that one. So you'll probably yeah. be talking about that more. And then, um, I'll be jumping into Yars recharge, but before I do that, uh, I want to replay a little bit of Yars revenge to get to play the classic, uh, Atari 2600 game a little bit. Cause Yars recharge is a, is another one of those Atari recharged games. Like if you've seen it out there, there's a missile command, uh, recharged, um, other, there's other Atari recharged games out there. Uh, Breakout, I think, is another one they did too. Yars Recharged is a remake of Yars Revenge. And so before I jump in, and I'll do a video on it uh, as well. Um, uh, before I jump in, I want to jump in and play, just get a refresher on Yars Revenge. Because uh, I have that on the Atari collection I have for the Switch. So, And then, of course, Splatoon 3, hopefully finding some time to jump into that this weekend as well. That's that's what I've been doing this weekend. Uh, this weekend, hopefully, hopefully, what I'll be doing this weekend. <laughs> Yars Revenge sounds like a pirates movie. Yars, Yars, Yars Revenge. Yar. <laughs> Yars. I, I am so disappointed right now. Why? 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 Because oh, I I've 
I, I like how we were all there. disappointed that he was disappointed. Like, oh, why? <laughs> oh, but don't. Uh, has any of you played Yars Revenge before? No. No, we're not. I that did old. a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think I was born when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I play, I've played the game. So it's way. Uh, and pirates, the theme, pirate theme didn't enter my mind until you guys said that. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. If you haven't played it before, yeah, you might think it's a pirate game, but it's not. It's you're a bug. <laughs> Nor is it related to Tasha Yar from Star Trek. Ooh, Correct. that's a deep cut. Correct. Yeah, you can thank Ebisol for that one. Nice job, <laughs> Ebisol. But yeah, go check out Yar's Recharged on the eShop. They um and actually YouTube has a I don't think the eShop has it yet, but the YouTube look up Yar's Recharged and uh look at their launch trailer. And it'll give you a good idea of what the game's about. My understanding, and I could be wrong, I think this is also from the same developer that did Ding Dong XL. Um, okay. Mm. Another couple of, I could be wrong, Nick something, I think. I could. I thought I thought I heard them say, I thought I heard someone say that. Well, they've done quite a few of the recharged games. Um, mm. I, I could did be not look to see wrong. what else they've done. But I'll, I'll look into it because I'm going to do a video on it because uh, we did get a code for that and I'm... Looking forward to checking it out. Do it. Yars. <laughs> oh, I have a buddy who has a, a sealed copy of Yars Revenge in his closet. Nice. From the or the original. That's crazy. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I remember I remember the first time I tried playing that game, I didn't know what I was doing. But it, the game came with a little comic book that reading the comic book, it kind of explained what you're supposed to do. So my mom read it and explained it to, to me, and then I knew what I needed to do to play the game. I hope I can <laughs> read that in the game. That would be helpful. That'd be cool <laughs> if it was still there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, what have you been playing? All right, so continuing my playthrough of Blossom Tales 2, the Minotaur Prince, I think I'm near the end. Uh, the Basically, there's like, three dungeons where you pick up with a reward as a part of a key. And then that lets you open up the Minotaur's lair, which I presume is the, the final area. So uh, I'm, I'm on my way to the third key location. So I think I'm like six ish hours in. So again, not a, not a long game. I did come across a, a point in a set, tweeted an image of it yesterday where I soft locked myself and I had to, uh, I had to, uh, to, to quit to title screen and reload it again. And, uh, and I noticed that the timestamp of the save was in uh, Greenwich Mean Time. So <laughs> it, it was the right time, but it was just five hours ahead of me. And I found that to be weird. Mm. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I do. I plan on finishing this game. Hopefully, I'll have it finished by the next episode. You know, it depends on how much uh, time I'll have this weekend. Because you know, in addition to the Pokemon that I talked about, I also got a, a code for a, another escape room game. It's from a different uh, developer than the previous ones I've played, so I don't know what to expect with this one. I might do a live stream on Sunday about that one. Anyway, and uh, what the and I've also been continuing continuing my playthrough of Picross 3D on my uh, modded 3DS 
and I, I, I'm in the uh, the I finished the easy normals and hards. I think I'm in the very hards or whatever that sec- that last last difficulty is. So I'll I'll probably have and that's something I play while I'm listening to YouTube videos and watching TV if I don't need to pay attention to it. So that's probably something else I have done by, before the end of before before next week. Gotcha. Uh, I have been playing more live alive. I beat the game. Uh, if you want to say that, well, I got a bad ending. It was, was, wasn't a great ending. It wasn't the bad, the worst bad ending, uh, <laughs> but um, I kind of know what I have to do now to get the good ending. If that makes sense. Uh, the final boss fight was very difficult. Um if you're playing the game and you get to the very end, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say this. I would advise you to make sure that your characters are of a high level, uh, which is around 18 to 20, and go go find their most powerful weapons. Uh, I think I mentioned this last week, but every character kind of – like you have this big Avengers moment, right? And, you know, you're – in this place with all the characters, and there is a dungeon that corresponds to every character. Uh, and in that, you can find their most powerful weapon, but you can also find lots of defensive accessories and uh, armor and things that they need, uh, and, and you get attacked. The, the main part of it is that it's kind of tedious because there is a pretty high random encounter rate, uh, but I think that's done that way to, you know, like supercharger characters, right? Because there were skills that I was still learning after being in this. So um, it's good to, to, to find everyone and get all their stuff. So be sure you have that. Uh, even with that, the four characters that I carried into the uh, final end game, I struggled a little bit with the end boss, um, which is bizarre beyond belief. Um but yeah, uh, anyway, uh, so the, yeah, there's a, um, there's a, I actually beat it twice. So I beat it uh, with and got the bad ending. And then I got the slightly less bad ending to let you know what you really have to do to win. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and apparently there's a, 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 the worst ending is if you die during the, um, the end boss, uh, he basically destroys the world. He he brings Armageddon. So, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, love the game. I'm still saying it's fantastic. You need to play it, um, If you, especially if you're a JRPG fan or if you just love, like, a good story. Like, it's all coming together. I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, also today on our YouTube channel, we up or or is it out, Justin? Is it going to be out or is it tomorrow? It's out. It's out. Uh, we have a video up for Islets, uh, which is I-S-L-E-T-S. Uh, if you're a fan of Metroidvanias, especially like Hollow Knights or um, I kind of got an Iconoclast vibe from this as well um, with a little Celeste mixed in. There's some, uh, you know, tricky platforming in some places. Uh, this game is going to, you need to have it on your radar. Uh, simple story. You play as a mouse who 
uh, has set out to be a great adventurer after uh, the these islands, which had kind of over time grown together. The story tells you this, like they'd grown together and they built these electromagnets to keep them together. And then everyone forgot the electromagnets existed over the generations. And one day, all the islands where people are living pull apart. And over time, they get overrun with monsters and everything. So people are trying to go and recover the, the generators and get them started again. And everyone's failing. And so you play this mouse called Ico, uh, who lands on one of the islands and is has set out to, to basically be a hero. Uh, very... Very uh, hollow nighty, Metroidy. Find the you know, beat the boss, get the power up, get into the new area, go a little further. Uh, but here's the thing: uh, the music is awesome. If you're into lo-fi music, it's super lo-fi, chill. Art style looks like I mean, it looks like a Miyazaki movie. If you know of any of those, uh, a lot of hand like like hand painted or painted backgrounds. Animation is just wonderful. Um, but it is an action RPG. So kind of keep that in mind if you are, um, or Metroidvania, if you're looking for that. Uh, but it's, it's out, it's live right now. I recommend it. I will definitely be diving more into this one. Uh, there are some games we get to review and I do the video and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to play that one anymore. Uh, but this (laughs) one is, this one's definitely one of those. Uh, and I would say the difficulty level on it is somewhere between, uh, between like Metroid Dread and Hollow Knight. All right. So like, it's not good. It, it's not super punishing and you can even set a difficulty level at the beginning with easy being um, a whole, like it changes the way the enemies move. So it's not just like, Oh, you take less damage. Uh, it, it tells you all the things it does. If you go easy route. So I'm, I'm playing on normal and finding it really manageable. So pilots nice. it's out right now. Uh, I'm glad we got a code because I may have put it on a wish list and not played it, but uh, for a while. But I'm going to dive in with the little time I have right now to play games. So nice. that's what I've been playing. Tim, let's flip on the community spotlight. All right, before we do, <laughs> I have to. I have one more game I actually been playing oh. that I forgot to mention. Uh, okay, but I, I'm surprised I forgot because I spent like probably six hours in this game over the weekend probably longer because my daughter has been playing Genshin impact mm. and she said, dad, you got to play this game. And she got, she also told Sam, she goes, uh, Sam, you got to play this game. So we we're like, okay. Cause she wants us to do co-op with her and we jump in, we download it, we start playing. And then we find out that you got to be level 16 in order to play co-op. Uh, what? So, but so I started just, how long does that take? I, well, I'm not even close to it. I'm at level 10 right now. And I, that was at six, that's six hours of the game, six to eight hours, probably of that game. I'll say six hours. Cause there was some stops. Uh, and then Sam, he, he just stopped. He was like, I, I want to play something else. <laughs> so, but yeah, you gotta be like a level 16 in order to do co-op with friends. So I'll be probably playing some more of that, but I have to say Genjin impact is, is actually pretty good. I'm actually really hmm. liking the game. There's, there is some, you know, uh, it is free to play. So you are going to pay for things that you want as far as enhancements to your character or uh, getting new characters. Cause it's kind of like um, uh, in the way of fire emblems, mobile game heroes. Gotcha. 
uh, yeah, where you you can you get certain level characters like, you know, three star, four star, five star characters in, in packs. They call them wishes, I think. So you get wishes and then within those wishes, you get like, I think 10 wishes or eight wishes or something like that. I don't remember. Um, and then those wishes, you'll get certain star level items or characters. Um, so I did, I got like the, I did spend $5 and get the uh, starter pack and got um, to, just to see, to experience what that was about. And uh, I got a few uh, I got a couple good weapons out of it. I got really, I got a four star or five star character. I can't remember. I don't think I got a five star. I think I got a four star. Uh, and, but it's been a lot of fun. It's uh, definitely Breath of the Wild inspired um, as far as the, uh, the open worldness of it and stuff like that. Um, but there's so much going on in there and there's so much that, uh, you get to learn, but it does slow roll you into what's going on in the game. There is a story going on there. And really uh, there is a lot of content there for being a free game. Cause I really didn't have to spend the $5 that I did. I just wanted to and figured I'd throw some money at the company for making a good game, you know? So as I, I, as I recall, um, it has been talked about, about coming to the switch for a while. Yes, it is on mobile. And I'm yeah, surprised like it, it, it will it will come to the switch. Yeah, Once it's, it's one there, of those one of these one of these indie directs. One of these days is going to be, and it's out today. Yeah, what's going to happen? I believe so too. And it, if you create an account with them too, it'll be cross save between any of the platforms you play on. So if it does come to the switch, whatever I've built up on the on the PlayStation, yeah. I'll be able to continue on the switch, which I hope it does because. That is a great game to be able to play on the go. I tried playing that game once, and I just wasn't in the mindset for it because I just passed out like within ten minutes. <laughs> that is definitely so not in the right mindset. So yeah, I'll I I still have it on my system. I plan on trying it again sometime, starting over. It definitely cause... has its uh, anime tropes. So, uh, but they're not they're not a bad thing either so yeah that uh, yeah you know you know which is you know a chinese version of an anime probably but uh yes but, <laughs> but it's, uh I, I know what i'm getting myself into yeah and it does have some of the uh kind of like the fire emblem-esque um not necessarily the friend building part but more Maybe I'm I'm thinking Fire Emblem because that's what I have experience in. But you know how in Fire Emblem, if you've played it, Three Houses type of thing where there's a character, there's a very flirty character. Well, there's one of those in here too. She's very flirty. Probably something Drew and John would be into. So <laughs> that that's the other one I've been playing and probably will be going back into to try to get that level 16 so I can play co-op with my for kids. About- three days on my phone and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it anymore. I was, I don't know. It just, it was too much. They threw too much at you at the it's, beginning. It has got a significant player base. Oh, absolutely. It looks beautiful too. I mean, it's, a, I, I think it's a fun game, but it, it's like they. Well, my goddaughter and her, and her dad also play. And I told them I was playing and they're like, let us know when you get that level 16. <laughs> so. I have quite yeah. a few people I'll be probably co-oping with. I gotcha. I was actually shocked it wasn't announced at uh, at Gamescom as a you know 
out this month for switch or something like that so yeah they didn't announce well they announced 3.0 update there and then they also announced their newest game that they'll be that they've been working on or they already announced it before but they gave another trailer for it Mm. and um i forget what it's called but it also i mean it looks very much like genshin in that way but you're on a space train Mm. oh space trains (laughs) So space zombies horror. Yeah, it didn't have zombies or Trains. horror stuff, but it was on a space train. Not sure what exactly what's going to happen there because I didn't understand the whole story there. I just got into Genshin. I don't want to get into anything else at the moment. So yeah. So Tim, are you going to double dip into inscription on PlayStation when it comes out? Yes. So I, I. It, so. that's uh that's actually a question that's coming up too from our yep. community about double I was gonna dipping. say we we've got a question about that. So yep. Uh love it. Uh let's yeah. talk speaking of community spotlight, let's turn it on and head over to that segment right now. Let's do it. And and I'm sure Micah Dragon's talking about all the waifus and Genshin Impact as well. So yeah, uh, in our chat. So yeah, he just said it's just Breath of the Wild with waifus. Okay, yeah, perfect. There, I, I knew he would mention something but waifu about it. So, <laughs> but I agree, definitely lots of waifus there. So, um, all right, community spotlight. We have contests going on in our communities um, with the various podcasts. We got the monthly mayhem that the dads after dark crew uh, do all the time. Uh, they're still in the middle of their uh, Mario Kart deluxe eight with the new tracks. They're doing their, their monthly mayhem with that on the third track. Uh, it's going until actually it ended today, I believe. So, and then there's one more going from uh, now until September 1st. Uh, that'll be the fourth track. And then they could go into head to head from that, from there. Cause right now it's just time trials. So uh, they've been doing this, this is the second time they've done it, obviously after the second wave launch. So if you're interested in joining the Mario Kart monthly mayhem, the next time the wave comes up, then uh, make sure to join our discord, of course. And that's where you'll hear it a lot, a lot. And also listen to the dads after dark show. They talk about monthly mayhem all the time over there. There's also uh, dads after dark's uh, bounty board, which if you didn't hear us last weekend, last show, uh, Justin up the bounty for being the first to collect all Lego star Wars, Skywalker saga, Kyber bricks. If you collect all 1,166 of them, the dads after dark show will give you a $100 e-shop card. I'm working on it. We are literally, we are literally <laughs> paying for it. your game for you. Plus additional money, plus money towards the next Lego game. If you want. Correct. <laughs> And then uh, Game Pass News Achievement Hunters, they have that going on. Uh, Actually, they're working on the next hunt, but they did tell me that they are giving away three months of Game Pass. So go to their Twitter. That's at Game Pass News. There you'll be pinned. You'll see their pinned tweet where you can find two different ways to enter. One, you make a comment on that tweet or two, follow the link to their YouTube short that they made that also announces the contest and comment there on that YouTube short. Do one of those two things and you'll be entered in to get a three month game pass. So go to at game pass.news again at Twitter. And guys, I, I, w- I would say, you know, just 
if you if you haven't for for Game Pass and for Retro Logic and for Dads After Dark, uh, you know, sub and listen to those shows. These guys are are fantastic members of our community, um, and they put on just absolutely amazing content. And we're so proud of them, and we're so proud of them to be part of our network. And um, yeah, and they're just awesome. So something so for everybody. Subs, likes, yeah. There's our our hope there, and one day we're hoping to have an uh, an actual PlayStation podcast as well. Um, is you know to to provide people the space to create content that they want to and and uh, and they do a fantastic job so just yeah give them some yes. love give them some support um and they're doing a fantastic job speaking of which uh, i'll jump right to that for now is our game pass news they'll be dro- they dropped episode 66 called saturday morning coffee cult where they talk about hogwarts legacy de- being delayed game pass uh exodus and uh the, or at least the games that are ex- exiting game pass and when's Death Loop coming to Game Pass? They talk about that as well. As well as other things in regards to Game Pass favorites. They one of the things I like about their show is they talk about things that they've been playing there. So gives you kind of a route to go if you're overwhelmed with too many games in Game Pass. You also have the Dads After Dark show, which uh Justin mentioned. Recently they dropped episode, a special episode where John talks about stuff he likes and stuff he doesn't. He had other choice of words, but that's what they do over there. They are not the family friendly version of us here. They talk a little about everything. <laughs> so including the things that John loves and sees and what turns him off and all that kind of stuff. And he asked for people to leave them a voicemail if you can too. So go to their Twitter channel, uh, dad's after dark show, look for the instructions on how to leave a voicemail on their anchor channel and tell them, what you want in your games and they'll talk about what you got and also mentioned with retro logic which they actually have a family of podcasts going on over there too not only do they have retro logic where on episode 86 they talk about fighting games and they had our friends over there in on that discussion all in eric from the all in podcast was there mm-hmm. um also on topic retro is uh dad fast john's show where he had adam which is um, also somebody from the Retro Groove show. He was on to discuss Alien Hominid. So they talked about that game and they t- the, basically on topic retro is talk, taking one game and they talk about that one game, a retro game for that episode. So, and then the, again, I mentioned Retro Groove. That is their music podcast where they recently had their episode two drop for season two. And they talk about uh, progressive rock and things that fall in that area. So go check out those. We've also got a kind of a cool review or first play of OFK. Is that right? Do you want to talk about that, Tim, in retro retro yes. um, music? Yeah, Retro kind of Groove cool came over. Uh, Liam, he's in our community and also is a co-host of Retro Groove. Uh, they did a special uh, look at the OF- We Are OFK game and it's on our youtube channel go check that out he'll be dropping every time there's an episode that drops for that game we are ofk is an episodic game uh he did a uh review of the first two episodes there a little spoilery there so if you don't want to know everything i would say you know maybe listen to a little bits in here here and there of that review um but or at least you know if you're interested in the game and want to get an idea of the first two episodes you can go watch that he will be dropping more episodes of the other, ep- uh, more, how do I put this? More videos of the episodes once those episodes drop. <laughs> so 
keep an eye on our channel. He's been doing great with that. So, uh, so that's it from our family podcast. Let's go back to our community real quick. We had uh, one more question that was outside the realm of everything else we've already covered throughout the show from our community. The last question we got at least written because we also have a voicemail uh, is from a, from Mikey Burgett. He asks, what are y'all's thoughts about double dipping, i.e. buying two copies of a game, one digital and one physical for video games? For me, I have an easier time doing it for films, ones that don't have a digital code included with the physical. But for games, I have a harder time justifying it. What are y'all's thoughts on the subject? And we just talked about it, too, like uh, with the inscription game that Jesse asked me about just before this. That's so. a little different in that it's it's. It's digital in both cases, just on two different systems. True. But it, it, yeah, that is one example in a different manner, I guess, if you will. Right. So we've played, Jesse and I played Inscription on the PC, and now it's going to be released on PlayStation 5. And Jesse was asking if I was going to double dip. And I am because, and I think you mentioned this, Jesse, we're both curious on how they're going to do certain aspects of the game on a console as opposed to the way they did it on the PC. Yeah, it can kind of like side. We can get. We'll go back to Mikey's question, but uh, John Blanco asked uh, if asked us if the game will be severely compromised because of this. Oh yes, yeah. And my answer was no. Uh, there, there's only one part where they have to make they have to make a change, and I have an idea of how I would do it, and this doesn't include just throwing it into a virtual machine like they did for Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, but uh, Which probably is all cryptic to everybody who hasn't played either of those games. <laughs> right. But there's there's twists and turns in both of those games that you wouldn't expect that depend on certain environments. So that's why that question came up. Yeah. And I so, think uh, that for Nintendo fans... <laughs> We know what double dipping has been for a long time, right? Because we, right. Bought, Super How Mario, many of us, uh, yeah. we bought Super Mario 3 on the NES, and then we bought it uh, in Super Mario All-Stars, and then we bought it uh, for the Wii Virtual so Console, dipping. and then the Wii U Virtual Console. <laughs> the GBA. I, I probably, I, I bought it on, uh, yeah, the GBA version with added stuff, and then there was, uh, I bought it on the uh, the 3DS Virtual Console, and then now it's on the Nintendo Switch uh, NES app. So how many times have... Have I bought Super Mario Brothers? Uh, yeah. Right. Um, I don't know if I've ever double dipped on a game. Just to be besides that, I mean, like yeah. having a digital and a physical copy. Uh, except for uh, my son and I have started double dipping on Pokemon uh, because he gets one version, and I get the other. So, well, yeah, another, another variation. That's another variation of double. Right. Dip. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, it's, it, I know it's, I know it's different, but that's, that's the closest we get. Yeah, like I don't normally buy physical games as y'all know, but you know, you know, Doki Doki literature club plus I, I did buy the physical version just to have it as, as a collector in addition to have purchased it digitally just for the ease of play at, and if I waited until I got this, I would have waited the next two or three, two or three months <laughs> and I didn't want to wait. <laughs> and that, that makes a good point too, because I think that's where a, a lot of people stand in double dipping. If it's a game, like for me, it's Metroid Dread is a, a version of double dipping that I had. It's if, if it's a game you're looking forward to and all, you know, you know, you want it, you're wanting to play it. And thankfully it was a great game for me. 
I bought the digital version so I could play it immediately at midnight. And I also ordered the special edition. So I had the physical version coming, but I didn't want to wait to play it. So I had the digital version. Yeah. But I also bought it. My son also bought it. So he had a copy of it. So (laughs) so, I gave my special edition cartridge to my son and bought it digitally. I'm like, it's a balance between collectability and ease of use. Yes. And if that means, and you you have the means to do it without breaking yourself, if that means buying it twice, that's what it means. Yeah. And I've done that before too, where my kids started playing Breath of the Wild more at the time when it came out, I know it took me longer. We've been through this already. I know I just beat it this year. Uh, but when I was playing it the first year it came out, my kids also wanted to play it. Mm-hmm. So I had it only one copy on physical and I let them use that one. And I downloaded the digital copy to my switch so I could play it there. So, so again, double dipping. Yeah, well, that's also kind of similar to the two Pokemon thing. As well, in this case, it's the same version twice. It, it's two. You want you want two people to play it at the same time. You need two licenses. Yes. So there, again, there's those cases. Kind well, of yeah. not really double dipping. <laughs> not in the definition that Mikey intended. Right. So I guess it just depends on. Justin, do you have any did you, that you've double dipped on? No, not physical to digital. I, I think earlier to Marty's point of the, you know, okay. yeah, how many times I bought Super Mario two or whatever it is, but <laughs> right, no, I yeah. very, very rarely double, double dip in regards yeah. to it. Um, yeah. I've done like, kind of like the inscription we were talking about. I've do- I also double dipped on Madden 23, more recent game because of, it was a tribute to John Madden. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to be able to play it on the two systems I bought it for, the Xbox and the PlayStation. So I double dipped there. So another example of double dipping on the same game, but two different systems. So again, I think where this is all going is just depending on where your mindset is on that game. What purpose Mm -hmm. is it for? You know, like, like all these examples we gave. So I hope that answers your question, Mikey. So Now we got the voicemail from Christian. Hey guys, this is Christian. I just wanted to call and tell you guys you're awesome. Thank you so much for providing so much awesome uh, quality content during the summer. I uh, just wanted to actually ask a question about The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Um, you know, my family and I are big fans of that game, and sometimes we'll just brainstorm together what the next title will be. And uh, we were wondering what you guys thought. Uh, just for reference, our thought for the next title, we think it's going to be about sages. So we think the title's going to be Legend of Zelda Quest of the Sages, where we think that Link is going to complete a quest per sage that, you know, that the sage tried to complete but wasn't able to. And now Link's going to pick up the mantle and complete each of the seven sage quests to restore or repair his arm or sword, master sword. But anyways, uh, tell me what you guys think about what you think the next title will be for the Breath of the Wild 2 sequel. Uh, also, on a side note, I just wanted to tell J- uh, Jesse, hey, man, thank you so much. Uh, you've inspired me to lose some weight. I looked up the, the word keto whenever you talked about it a while ago, and I've lost a lot of weight, so thanks a lot for that, too. All right, guys, I hope you guys have a great night. I'll talk to you later. 
That's awesome. Congratulations. Wow. Inspirational Jesse. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, now we're going to have to, guys, now we got to start giving him kudos for that too. It's just too much. It's just too much. He's just, he's, you know, what's going to happen. He's just going to get a big head and then he's going to be like, well, I'm the Nintendo dad's employee of the year, eight years running. We're going to do it my way now. Yeah, I, that's that's exactly how Jesse. But that's 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 just the more weight that I have to lose. So I don't want to do that. Oh, there you go. Nice, great job. Well, congratulations, and 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 uh, great job, Christian, and great job, Jesse. Obviously, we just busted. Absolutely, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, so Breath of the Wild two uh, I, titles. I don't so, know what it's going to be. Uh, I just want the game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've I've never been a creative one to kind of think up stories and plots and whatnot that's why i've never been a game developer that's why i'm a business app developer and someone tells me what to make and i just make it uh but uh <laughs> but yeah so i i really i just want yeah i just want the game and i want to play it i want to experience someone else's imagination i want to- for you to have to like it's some kind of like I, i'm gonna use the word like multiverse right for if i'm using a marvel term right now and somehow link has to slip between different zelda games right to solve solve the problem so all of a sudden you're you're in wind wind waker and all of a sudden you're twilight mask fly all of a sudden you're dropping through and you're flying into sky dang it justin why why did you have to say that now i want that game that that is so disappointed (laughs) <laughs> that is that is and and that is kind of like and, and it becomes like some some moment at the end where like all the multiverses come into some incursion but yet they don't destroy each other but rather link like um becomes more powerful because they all join in some kind of like voltron-esque what? like not this like changes like what, form but like this, wow. this sounds like what dc did last year where they pretty much said all past timelines are canon and valid mm-hmm. so the legend of zelda the the legend of zelda and the Voltron multiverse edition. the multiverse of madness yes yeah that's exactly <laughs> that's 100 percent it that i think would be cool. I, I mean i'm i'm down with that i was gonna say uh legend of zelda skyward fall instead skyward. of sky skyfall skyfall <laughs> But Skyward Fall, because obviously Link was falling in the sky. So, right, right. <laughs> but I like that, and I, I'm hoping to see also. I, I anything I say is not going to be as awesome what Justin just said. But oh, I'm hoping to see. I'm hoping to see the dark world in this game. So I'm hoping there's some sort of dark world element, or you know, the the opposite uh, type of thing happening. Uh, I forget what was that called again. It, uh, what kingdom low, was that? Low, low rule. Low rule. That's what it was. Yeah, I'm hoping we get to see that in this game. So and and and, and Hilda. Yes. So the legend, legend of Zelda of and the legend of Hilda. <laughs> Maybe I'm, it'll be I'm a okay flip on the name, Legend of Zelda, Zelda of the Legend, or something like that, because of the flip. I don't know. I really think that it's going to have something to do with with his arm, with with all that's oh, yeah. that's going on there. Um, I would honestly, I would love to see like a, like a, a play on another title. I don't know that how you would do that, but like in some way of having it be like, uh, you know, like a, a link to the past. And then there was a link between worlds. 
Um, I, I personally, I kind of feel like that maybe they like with the footage we've seen of Link falling out of the sky, that there may be like a skyward something in there. Um, I, I, yeah, I think, I think skyward, the skyward connection was predominant, was important. Breath, and I think breath that's the sky. I think that's why, I think that's why they, one of the reasons why they redid that might be, that might be skyward sword is to get simple. people familiar with the idea. Skyward. Oh, I totally think that that's why Skyward Sword came out. Yeah, Breath of the Sky is, is very simple one. That's that could be totally. I do like your Skyfall. <laughs> Skyward Fall. <laughs> um, Episode says Lonk, and which I don't remember. I don't know what that is, but I thought of Lonk <laughs> from Cyanide and no, Happiness. No, you know what? You don't know what Lonk is. Not off it the top. Was of my a. It was a me that was made during the 3DS days that kind of looked like Link was special. Uh, okay. They called him Lonk. Okay. Uh, and yeah. The, the, the image I had in my head was Lunk from Cyanide and Happiness. Funny. Yeah. I, it's probably along really the same lines. Really At yeah. this point, yeah, he kind of looks like a Cyanide and Happiness character, actually. Yes. Yep. Well, Christian, thank you for your voicemail. Uh, and I believe that that is going to wrap up uh, episode 389 of Nintendo Dads. We want to thank you guys for coming along with uh, with us on this uh, dumpster fire train going downhill. And uh, thank you for listening. Seriously, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for being a patron. Thank you if you've subscribed to us on YouTube or Twitch or wherever. Uh, if you've used one of our codes to buy a product, thank you so much for everything you do for our community. Uh, and we just want to encourage you to tell everybody about the show. Uh, clue them into your favorite uh, Nintendo Dads podcast uh, element, be it our YouTube channel, our podcast, uh, website, whatever it is, and just uh, help us spread the good word. Uh, as we close out, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Solo Something, Alexander Ocampo, RJ Kern, and Chad Benoist. Thank you guys for jumping in there at the $30 level. And you too, can be a patron of the show by heading over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, and you can sign up there to be a part of the fun. Also, a huge thanks to our YouTube subscribers, our Twitch subscribers, and the 15 of you Twitch subscribers who also uh, use your Amazon Prime uh, subscription to uh, get access to our Discord community and activities. Uh, if you want to know how to do that, go over to our website, nintendodads.org. Shoot an email to Tim. He will be glad. To help you and you remember too you can go to manscape.com and gooder.com and get uh some percentage off your order by using the code nindads that's an i-n-d-a-d-s and we want to thank them for sponsoring the show uh you can find us in most places like patreon twitter facebook instagram twitch youtube just type in nintendo dads or you can email us at nintendo dads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail like christian 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. want to make, say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And a reminder, download us from your favorite podcast app of choice each Friday. And remember, written words of review are always the best. Give us a five-star review. Tell us how much you love the show. Tell us what your favorite animal is. It is a kitten, a puppy, a baby hippo. Whichever one you want, leave a review and push us on up the charts. Helps people find the show. Guys, thanks for hanging out for episode 389. For me, for Jesse, for Tim, for Justin, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Federal regulations require me to warn you that this next test chamber is looking pretty good.